0: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Strada Dock and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone
3: Motors. On this blue Monday, good afternoon and welcome to Late Lunch. Raindrops on roses yes it brings me back doesn't it years and years if you remember I told you when I was playing the soundtracks from my life that the first movie I ever went to see in a cinema was The Sound of Music with my aunt Gladys and that was back in the late 60s and it sticks with me ever since. And I have to say, I've watched the movie for the first time since I saw it in the cinema all those years ago on television over the Christmas. And, you know, The Sound of Music, that's Julie Andrews there, of course. It's a simply wonderful, wonderful movie. And it really brought back memories. And it set me thinking about this very day, because, you know, there's a lot of talk about Blue Monday, this third Monday in January and the bills coming in and everything else that goes with, never mind a pandemic raging in the country. And, you know, it is very true when you think about your favourite things, it gives you a lift, doesn't it? In your mind, you can picture it and you can remember and you can think of the future and that you may be back in those situations again. And some that come to my mind, I honestly have to say that some of the things that really make me so happy when I think about them is, and I I miss them so much at the moment, my grandchildren, but Ava, the oldest of them, uh, she come and stay with us for weekends. We take care of her, whatever. And when she's going to bed, to hop into the bed beside her and tell her a story. I I just absolutely love that and miss it so much. But it makes me happy when I think about it, little imaginary stories. And I think that comes from the time that my own father used to lie into bed with myself as a little fella. I always remember that in our home. And he'd tell me stories about nature and the wilderness and wildlife and that. And there I am now as a grandparent myself, telling those stories or different stories, stories for the time to my own granddaughter. Favourite things, a favourite thing of mine. Another one, of course, is, you know, the garden. You know, I love my gardening. The first, the new potatoes, the first potatoes of the, the new year when you open uh, the ground, put the fork under the hollum of potatoes and out they come. You planted them in the spring of the year and there they are, these little diamonds in the ground and uh, in take them inside, put them in the pot and oh my God, they're just beautiful new potatoes at the start of the year. Things like that and holiday time. Going to, We love Italy and uh, t- great times we've had in Italy as well, in Sicily, Sorrento, Rome, Lake Garda, places like that. Thinking about wonderful times there those type of things. So I'm, I'm asking you today, I put it out to you on late lunch today, what are your favourite things? What are the things that you think about that makes you happy? I want to know, tell me, what are they? They can be the simplest little thing. They can be exquisite. They can be big, small, you name it. Whatever it is that makes you happy. Your favorite things. What are your favorite things? Let me know. I want to hear from you on late lunch this afternoon. Get in touch with me, 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number. You can get in there, or if you want to call in, it's 1850-715-958. You know what I'm looking for? Those things that when you sit maybe on dark days, and um, when you're a little bit down or whatever, that lifts you, that lifts your spirits up and that gets you thinking positively and Bring a smile to your face. Get in touch with me. I want to hear it from you on late lunch this afternoon. Now, coming up on the show today, uh, a little bit later on, we'll be joined with the uh, by the ever young, yes, Paddy Cole, is joining us on the show a little bit later on in the afternoon. Uh, we hear the story, and it's a really positive story and wonderful story today. Dave Robinson, uh, he, he had his Jeep stolen, but he's got it back. We'll hear the story about that. Darren McCullough is with us. Yes, he's Ireland's most famous farmer dara is with us on the show today and we're going to be talking about a lovely little gesture that Elm grove farm have made to the irish cancer society and more besides of course because dara is a fellow i'm sure he has many favorite things he's close to nature and he's going to tell us about those as well today and we'll also be joined on the show this is important we're going to save your money today we're going to put you in the right direction Dermot Good from TotalHealthCover.ie is joining us on the show. That's Dermot Good from TotalHealthCover.ie. He's the man who knows all about health insurance. So if your health insurance policy... Is up for renewal if you're thinking of changing uh, the provider of your health insurance. If you have a question for Dermot Good, get in touch with me on the show because he'll take them on the fly, I promise you. And I have questions in from listeners already, but if you want to ask him a question about renewing your health insurance or any queries you might have about health insurance, give us a shout on the show. 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text, or you can call in at 1850 715 958. I don't know whether you're into your snooker. But I was glued to the snooker this last week or so, the Masters Tournament. But the final was yesterday. And what a turn up for the Brooks it was. There's a young snooker player called Yan Bingtao. And he's just unbelievable. He's only 20 and he won the uh, snooker yesterday. Yes, he won uh, the Master snooker at 20 years of age. Incredible player indeed and I really enjoyed the snooker. I love watching it. My mum used to love watching it and I love watching it too. Now we get you going on late lunch this afternoon with a bit of a laugh because uh, we played a lot of comedy for you in 2020 and I want to go back on this day when I'm here to lift everybody's spirits to one of uh, the classic comedy features I did. It's actually a show called King of Queens a sitcom and It's about the Heffernins, Doug and his wife, Carrie. Uh, They live in Queens in New York and they're married. But also in the house is herself yet. Carrie's father, Arthur Spooner, lives with them. And in this very funny sequence from the show, Doug is at work. It's a few years ago now. And he's phoning back into the house because he wants to get the messages from his answering machine. But there's only one problem. Arthur's at home. Yellow. Oh. Hey, Arthur. It's me, Doug. What can I
2: do you for? Actually, I was just calling to check the messages off of the machine. So just hang up and I'll, I'll call right back. Gotcha.
1: Okay. <laughs> Yellow. Arthur, didn't I just ask you not to pick up? No, you said I
3: should hang up and you'd call right back. Okay, what I meant was I wanted the machine to get it, not you. I'm trying to check my messages.
1: You want me to just check them for you?
3: No, no, thank you, no. Last time you did that, you erased all the messages and our outgoing messages and
1: unplugged the lamp.
3: <laughs>
1: just let it ring, okay? That's your world. I just live in it. <laughs> Yellow. Yeah,
4: Arthur, what did I just say? I'm sorry, it's habit. Oh, well, do me a favor, break the habit, okay? I'm running out of freaking change here. Fine.
1: Yellow. <laughs> Arthur, what is this? Some kind of sick little joke? I'm sorry, I've been answering the phone my whole life. You're asking me to undo
4: 75 years of instinct in a moment. That is not easy.
1: Just don't pick Fine. I'm going downstairs to lie down. Well, thank you. Yellow. the Heffernans. We're not
4: here to take your call, so leave a message. Arthur, are you there? Arthur, I just left the house two seconds ago when you were there. Pick up.
1: Oh, no. I'm not falling for your games, big boy. (laughs) Arthur, come on, pick
4: up. I I think I left the oven on and the pilot light is broken.
1: No sale.
5: (laughs) Arthur! Arthur, come on, man. I know you're there. Pick up the damn phone! Pick up the
3: phone, old man! Oh, the brilliant King of Queens. Absolutely brilliant, Arthur. (laughs) Wouldn't let the calls go through, isn't it? Something else it really is. Anyway, uh, King of Queens, one of the funniest sitcoms uh, that's ever been on uh, television. But uh, look back at some of our comedy classic clips uh, that we played for you in the last year, and we all certainly do need a bit of a laugh at the moment, don't we? I was just reading in the papers at the weekend, uh, couple of interesting things. Um, We converted, well, it's a while ago now, it's almost 20 years. In fact, it's 19 years since the punt became the euro. And would you believe that still in circulation out there, there's 350 million euro worth of punts still unaccounted for in Ireland. Isn't that an amazing thing all these years later? You could bring your money in and change it in in the central bank. And I think it's still an option as well. We're going to find out a little more about that. But €350 million in old pounds unaccounted for. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of it in coins, but there's quite a bit of it in notes. And I'm just trying to reconcile this in my own head. Why is there so much €350 million of punts still out there? The people put it away and forget about it. People, you know, who mightn't have any truck with banks might have put it away somewhere safely and perhaps passed on. But have you got punts? Anybody got punts out there at the minute? Old pound notes. It's still, it's not legal tenor, you can't use it, but you can exchange it still for euros. I'd love to know, has anybody punts still or holding on to punts? Probably small amounts of that. But could you have an amount somewhere in your house or in your garden or roundabout somewhere that you haven't gone back to and you've forgotten about, well, it's you can still change it to euro if you have. But 350 million, it's an awful lot of money. Anyway, I'll save well to my next guest. Well. Well. Is it a Navin thing, Hector? Of course
2: it is. It, 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 like, for me, I think it's the it's it epitomizes what one word it, it, it's a way to say so many things in Navin. well 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 for hell well. <laughs>
1: when you haven't so, seen
2: somebody and you're walking up from gay street and you haven't seen them in a while well you know it's a classic it's a it's a classic and it, i think it's i think it's definitely nav and strong but you can use it all over mead and loud and it's a, it's a unique way of greeting us and uh, Christ Almighty knows we need to greet each other.
3: I think there'll be, when all this is
2: over, we will say well like we really mean it.
3: Ah, we will. We will, Hector. And listen, I'm delighted to talk to you today because I wanted you with me because, you know, there's a lot of talk about this being the most depressing Monday of the year. And I began the show by playing a little clip from uh, the movie Sound of Music, my favourite things. And I mentioned a couple of mine. Do you have a f- couple of favourite things that, you know, when you think about them, makes you really happy?
2: Um, it makes me really happy that Bernard Flynn has taken over the under 20s for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it makes me really happy that Graham Gardy has made a brilliant recovery at yes. in his backroom team with Graham Riley and the boys. It makes me really happy that uh, I just had a lovely cup of tea, an absolute stunning cup of tea. Uh, it makes me happy to think of the places I've been around the world. When I've seen people living on a dollar and five dollars a day in the most remote parts of the world, it makes me happy to see the handshake and the smile and the richness that they have. It gives me a humbleness and a humility uh, to realise that we are all on this planet together. And it makes me happy to think that I've met some amazing people in amazing places. It also makes me happy to think that I brought these amazing places home to people in Ireland.
0: Mm.
2: And their television is only a couple of yards away. And it makes me happy to see John Higgins get into a snooker final last night. See the young Chinese guy, his first ever massive big tournament. He was probably watched by 150 million people in Chinese who love their snooker. Uh, it makes me happy to think we got a point in Anfield yesterday when we should have got three points. I'm very, I'm very unhappy with that. It makes me, it makes me happy to see uh, some Dublin players retiring, like Jack McCaffrey and Paddy Andrews and these guys, because we need, we need all the luck we can get. And um, but it makes me happy to think that you look at Mother Nature uh, is the most important thing at the moment for people to get out and get a bit of fresh air. So. Uh, it makes me happy to think that we will get back on track when all the shite is over because it's it's becoming suffocating now, but we have to keep at it. And it makes me really happy thinking when we're all back together and we're all safe and sound and we've got rid of this virus, that we will explode with kindness and a sense of normality and a sense of the important things that we have in our lives and a sense of togetherness, and a sense that hopefully we won't be looking at the mobile phone as we walk along the street, that we will smile and say hello and open a door and be nice to each other, because that's the real reason we on this planet.
3: Ah, oh, you know that's just so inspirational, and those are the things, those thoughts that come to your mind, your favourite things that lift you when you think about them. I'll tell you what's lifting a lot of people as well is this podcast, Tommy and Hector, along with Larisa Blewett. It's yes, fantastic. It Listen, you got to tell them Hector because you're giving, you're giving, um, you, you started this thing with a play on football club names, and I want to tell listeners last week it's gone, it's gone bananas. mad,
0: mad.
2: I cannot believe the amount of people that are sending in. I think we're getting over 100 uh, 100 a week now at this stage. But, I mean, from uh, Burren, Munich, and uh, uh, this week's one is real Betty's town. (laughs) <laughs> I just think I just think somebody who sat, sat sat on social media at the kitchen table and set me in real Betty's town. I just went you have to you have to just say take your hat off to these people. Like some of them are absolutely superb. They're getting better and better and better uh, every. I have a few here. I have a few classics. Uh,
3: what about last this, week's Inish, Let me Inish, mention Inish, last week. Inish,
2: Inish, Inish Man United. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, on that. But last uh, week was just, brilliant. Tell them about last week's, can I say it, Akiletico yeah. Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, 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 one of my favourites is F- Phoenix St. Petersburg. <laughs> and West I mean, West West Mam United. West Mam United
2: and Borough Munich and Inter <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I
3: brilliant. It's
2: just, you know what it's doing? It's putting a smile. No more than... Yes. No More than people uh, uh, putting in a name or coming up with a name for it, or uh, Galat, Galat, uh, Tal- Talatasarai is another one. Because look at it, the podcast, we really delighted with it. Um, it's making people smile. Uh, it comes out every Thursday morning, and, and, and strangers are coming up to me in, in my local super value and saying, Thank you for sharing the laughter, which is a very important thing again. And we're just talking about that. And, about what, what's important at the moment. We need to take our minds off things uh, and switch away to other things. And whether people put the podcast on when they're walking around the local pitch or going for a little walk within their five-kilometre five, mile, five kilometer radius or sitting in the kitchen and they just need a bit of their time or out the back garden or sitting in the car, in the driveway, just having a bit of me time because people are are on top of each other all the time. The kids are home from school. The dynamic of the households is completely changed in this country. So we all need our own time. So. If the podcast can transport them away in their headphones for 45 or 50 minutes a week and somebody says thank you for sharing the laughter, uh, 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 like, I, I'm very proud of that. We 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 talk everything. GAA, Debs, Shifting, School, Navin, <laughs> the world. I mean, I'm sitting in a, in a garden shed, excuse me, with Tommy Tiernan and Loretta Blewett. She's a she's a brilliant male, not more woman. She's got the gift of the gab. And, and then to sit with Tommy, it's as if I'm back in school with Tommy, it's as if I've described it going in when we record in the garden shed. It's like going into school and you've got double free class on a Monday morning and the crack just starts. It is uh, it is like being back at school with your best friend and, and I'm, I'm delighted with the reaction. And the reaction of people who are abroad as well, who are missing home and they didn't get home for Christmas. So many, so many Irish people in Canada and Australia and New Zealand and in far-flung places as well and other countries that are reacting to the podcast. I mean... I'll tell you a good story. We we said, uh, I wonder, we, we can check on with the algorithms and the statistics on podcasts. You can almost see what city and whereabouts in the world they're downloading. So we checked it out and we saw that we had one person in Kuwait. The majority is Ireland, the majority is England, Canada, Australia. But we saw then that one person had downloaded back in October. We had one listener in Kuwait. And Tommy, of course, Tommy goes, I wonder who that funny fecker, who that, who's the fecker in Kuwait that's downloading the show? 12 hours later, when the show went out, the podcast goes out, goes, I'm the fecker in Kuwait. And he <laughs> told us his name. He's teaching English. We sent him a mug. It's just incredible that 12 hours later, he's, he's listening to that podcast in the hot, sandy dunes of Kuwait, uh, teaching English as a foreign language. And that's the beauty of the podcast. It's, it's getting around the world and around
5: the country.
3: It sure is. But your words a few moments ago to everybody are very important. It's it's mighty difficult, uh, Hector, at this time. And I don't want to take away from that. And I know you don't either. People are, are finding this the toughest ever. Look at where you are today. I'm here back at my own base. And look at the way this technology has connected us all as well and enabled us to continue. We're resilient uh, as a race of people, humans.
2: Absolutely. Like our grandfathers and our forefathers and our grandmothers were mighty tough people. And we, we have to tough this out. I mean, we've come an awful long way in this country uh, and we're, we're, we, we, have a, we have an inbuilt strength and DNA. It's not bloody easy at the moment and we cannot be suffocated by the bad news because there is something inherent in this country uh, that the media especially likes to, likes to publicise the bad news. I mean, we need more good-feeling good stories. We need more positivity. We need to saw, see, see more, more information about... The amount of people that got vaccinated around the country on Saturday, all the GPs and all the first uh, the, the, the health nurses in, in local health centres, hundreds of like, people vaccinated on, on, on Saturday GPs as well. We need to, we need to hear these things to realise that somebody is out there doing the right thing and we will get better and this thing will be killed and it will be killed off. And we have to, we have to, but unfortunately it's a lot of negativity, but turn off the television, stick on the podcast Cook something new for dinner, have a nice cup of tea and get out that back garden and do the simple things. And I suppose sport is on the telly as well at the moment, which is very, very important. We can watch yeah. we can watch that. But it's not easy at the moment because we are going into almost a year by March. if This is a year of this where the world and our country has been thrown upside down.
3: Yes, absolutely, and uh, we're on I the... To the radio. We're on I the... Yes, radio. yes, good radio. We're, we know it ourselves, we have more and more listeners all the time, and good local, local regional local radio. radio. Yep. Lo- local you can't radios. beat Where it, you can't beat it, Hector. Well, listen, I know you're in a hurry there. Will you do one thing for me before you go? We yep. have a song lined up, and I think it's one that'll get everybody up and going. It's Thin Lizzy, and the boys are back in town. Introduce oh, it, Hector.
2: Listen, what a band. What a bass player. This band spawned most of the heavy metal bands all over the world. This is one of the greatest troubadours we've ever had. This man knows how to rock it out. This is Tim Lizzy live on LMFM.
3: Yeah, the boys are back. The boys are back. You bet the boys are back. And the boys and girls will be back later this year all over town all over towns, villages and cities here in Ireland, please God, vaccine allowing and everyone doing what they're told. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Monday afternoon. If you have any questions for Dermot Good, he's from TotalHealthCover.ie. You can sort out your health insurance, get them to us now. 086-1800-658 WhatsApp or text me to the show or 1850-715-9580 if you'd like to call in and we will get to your text, WhatsApp and messages after two on the show. But it is a day. We all need a lift every day at the minute but especially today and listen to the boys on the breakfast show this morning, she and Christy chatting about Mass and not going to Mass and our Christy well he believes and on the other hand you'd wonder here he is if Father Flash was doing the Mass you were out in 30 minutes and then I'd get back home my mum would say to me how would you get on the Mass today grand
4: grand did you see Mrs Rogers yeah did you see Mrs Highland yeah yeah did you wave yeah yeah yeah
3: who was saying the Mass Father Flash oh brilliant what was he talking about holy God (laughs) 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 It was always (laughs) Holy God. (laughs) Holy God Almighty. (laughs) Christy, you're some boy. You are some boy. Anyway, the boys and the breakfast, they make you laugh. And they do make you laugh. And they're great fun every day from 7 to 9 here on LMFM Radio. We're heading to our first break of the afternoon on the show. and News and weather on the way. And afterwards, we'll help you with your... Health cover. Yes, Michael has uh, been in touch to say that he has one hundred fifty, twenty, ten, one, 1 and 10 shilling notes. I hope you've a lot of them, Michael. The worth money, you can still exchange them. And we've got a picture in there from a listener, John as well, with actual pictures of those notes that he obviously has in his possession. Now I take it that Michael and perhaps John just have one of each of those. But if you have multiples, why hang on to them? Cash them in at this point in time. I know people love to keep them and there you'll see them mounted in frames as well. But thanks indeed for getting in touch with us. Love the Hector and Tommy podcast, Jerry. It's really fantastic. I was with Hector says another listener all the way until he called out Dublin and Liverpool. Asha ah, sure, Look, it's only a bit of sport, isn't it? And I see you laughing at the end of the comment as well. Tongue in cheek. More of your comments to come as we move through the show. Now, he's been with us before on late launch and very popular. He is indeed. And I understand why. He's the man behind Total Health And I'm delighted to say hello again to Dermot. Good. Dermot, how are you?
0: Good afternoon, Jerry.
3: Thanks for joining me once again on the show. Look, just a general thing. Now, I have plenty of questions, as you can imagine, coming in for you, and we're going to take them now. And if you want to put a question uh, to Dermot, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Shopping rounds switching. We talked about this before. There are so many plans with the various health insurance providers, Dermot. It's a, it's a minefield. How does the ordinary 5-8 like myself make sense of it? it? It's nearly impossible, Dermot, without the help of someone like you.
0: Yeah, it's it's not easy, Jerry. I mean, there's there's no point saying it is. I mean, the the only positive I would say to people is that, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I worked in the industry back when there was only fifteen plans. Um, back, let's just say, you know, twenty years ago. And back then, everybody knew every plan. There was no competition whatsoever. If the rates went up, literally there was nothing you could do. Whereas now we have 350 plans. So now it's gone from one extreme to the other. The only one thing I would say to to anybody listening is that, look, if you approach the task properly, Um, You know, the the number of plans nearly doesn't matter. All it actually means is that there are plans there now to suit every budget and to suit everybody's requirements. So, and that's the good thing. And there's there's some absolute gems buried in there. So really, Jerry, it's about how you engage with the insurance companies. So if you phone them up and you say, what do you recommend? Well, they're going to recommend what suits them and you're probably not going to get the best deal. If you do a little bit of homework first of all, or if when you phone them up you simply say, Listen, you know, here's my budget and, and people will laugh at that sometimes when when I say that because they think, Well sure, if, if I tell them I have nine hundred and fifty euro, they're going to help me spend nine hundred and fifty euro. Yes, they will, but unlike car insurance and home insurance, if the plan costs nine fifty, it costs nine fifty for everybody. So it's not like they could give it to somebody else for eight fifty, but they're going to charge you more for it because all the plans and the prices are set Centrally, So I would say to anybody who I suppose doesn't have cover and is bewildered by all the plans, decide on how much you can spend and simply one phone call to each of the three companies and you tell them, listen, I have 950 to spend. What is your best deal across all of your plans for that amount of money? Your best plan. And that gives you three plans, one from each provider. Or, Jay, if somebody's on the same plan for a, a long time and they haven't changed and they're worried about changing, all you have to do is phone up the insurance company and simply say, look... I want you to tell me what is the closest equivalent plan to what I have already and give them the name of the plan and I want you to come back to me with the closest equivalent that's cheaper, okay? And if if there's a couple of minor differences, I don't mind, but I want something that's similar and cheaper. Now you tell me what you have. And by the way, I want you to look across all your plans. And if you do that with each of the three insurance companies, You'll still get a number of plans, but it narrows it down quite considerably, and and that's really the, 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 the way to engage with them. Unfortunately, what happens is, Jerry, too many people don't engage with the insurance companies at all, okay? They simply just, they renew as is, and then what happens is they find themselves, when the next direct debit comes out, they find themselves on a ridiculously priced plan, and they left it, you know, one person left it for the other person to review it, and before they know it, they're locked in again for another year and then it's too late. But there's there are, there are fantastic deals out there for everybody. And, you know, for anybody who's thinking it's just not worth the hassle, Jerry, the savings could be €500 euro to €1,000 per adult yeah. in some cases. So definitely worthwhile doing.
3: It's a lot of money and that's, Really good advice there you've given, and, and even to do that will make a difference. Now, I have questions, plenty of questions here for you. The first one, I'm sure, is on a lot of people's minds. Last year, and I benefited from this as well, if you had private health cover, you got a modicum of a refund because of the uh, situation with COVID, uh, the public versus the private hospitals. And a listener's been on to say, does Dermot know what will happen now that private hospitals are again being used in the fight which I welcome uh, for the pandemic? Will there be refunds?
0: I don't expect there will and and I'll tell you what's different this time Jerry. is that the last time the private hospitals were completely taken over by the HSE so effectively the private system was shut down um, and for that reason people couldn't use their cover and therefore the insurance companies had less claims and and they gave money back. I see VHI <clears throat> Excuse me, are giving another small amount back to people at the end of this month, but that should be the end of it. What's different this time is that it looks like the private hospitals have agreed to give the the HSE access to a proportion of their capacity which basically means the private treatment will continue as is. Private consultants will continue to see their private patients and people who want to access, you know, treatment quickly and use their health insurance, they will see no difference in their service whatsoever. Now, we know a lot of people are are postponing treatment at the moment because they're just worried about going into hospitals. So we don't expect the HSE to take over the private hospitals fully again. That really didn't work. It didn't work for any of the stakeholders. Um, so now what they've done, is, it's more of a partnership arrangement, which basically means that if somebody needs urgent treatment um, through the public system and they can't get in, they're about to have that postponed or cancelled, the HSE will probably buy that treatment to one of the private hospitals and that person will go into a private hospital, albeit as a public patient, but they will get their treatment. So it looks like the service will not be interrupted in any way and therefore we're not expecting any refunds, any further refunds to come back. That was only because, effectively, the private system was shut down for those three months. But once again, the insurance companies have said that if, if that situation were to arise again and there were re- reductions in their claims, they would consider it. So they, they have left that door open. We're not expecting that at the moment. But, you know, what? We're, we're in uncharted waters at the moment, Jerry, and nobody can make any exact predictions as to what might happen.
3: OK, let's zip through some of these questions so as we answer them for listeners. Uh, hi, I'm with Irish Life 4D Health 3, renewal date March 21st. I've been on this or similar policies with them for five years or more now. I was tidying up my claims last week and I've one dated March 10th, 2020. That's March 10th last year. However, it was rejected when I submitted it. And the rejection uh, reason was that it wasn't submitted within six months of last year's policy expiry date. To say I'm annoyed is an understatement as it's a substantial fee for a consultant. What do you say to that six months?
0: Yeah, and Jerry, this is coming up now all the time. So all the insurance companies have very strict rules in terms of how long you have after your renewal date to submit your your receipts. Um, some are six months, some are three months, some are twelve months within the date um, since you had the service. Up until now, the insurance companies were very flexible. We've seen a hardening of that position by them all. Um, so unfortunately, now Irish Life Health are saying, and this is uh, this is as I suppose a warning to all Irish Life members. Whenever your renewal date is, you have six months after that renewal date. You must get all your receipts in within that six months period. If it's outside of that, they will not pay. Now, I would also encourage, and this is no, you know, no consolation now to your listener, all the insurance companies have scan and send. Now, for some people, they're, you know, they find this very easy. Some people, not so. Effectively, you can literally log on to the website. You can scan your receipt onto the website, either through your phone or whatever. You can scan the receipt and literally you can send that receipt virtually to your insurance company and the money will be in your bank account within a week or so. We would encourage anybody, whether you're VHI, Irish Life or Leia, to try and start using the scan and send because it means, number one, you can claim straight away. Number two, there's no risk of maybe at the end of the year you mislay a receipt and suddenly you're outside the the window for claiming. But also, Jerry, I suspect down the road the insurance companies will move everything to that kind of scan and send claiming. So I'd really encourage people to get familiar with that. The one consolation I would say to that member, 4D Health 3 is a superb private room corporate plan. It's currently 1,577 per adult. It is very, very good cover. But it's an awful shame that that person just wasn't able to get that in in time. And the only thing I'd say is, look, they will get tax relief on that expense but once the window is missed, missed all the insurance companies now are getting quite strict on that so no mm. good news for them I'm afraid.
3: Well there you are that's very important to scan them straight away six months is the time frame. Listen to this one I was a VHI member in the past moved to Leia and I'm currently with Irish Life with VHI Swift Care clinic close by in swords i'm looking at switching back to them two adults mid-50s on policy no previous conditions what vhi policy would dermot recommend
0: yeah and i suppose that's a very it's uh, i give them a broad brush answer here now to this so first of all yes swift care and swords is a is a big you know attraction for vhi yes. members now bear in mind just down the road in santry in northwood you have the Aphidia Clinic, which is right beside the Santry Sports Clinic, and it's it's basically it's an equivalent of Swift Care and anybody with Leia or Irish Life can use that centre. But look, the type of plan this member should check out, check out a corporate scheme with VHI, company plan plus Level 1.3, company plan plus level 1.3, 1,252 for an adult, 315 euro for a child. It is a superb semi-private corporate scheme. So if they absolutely want to, let's just say, move back to VHI, that's the type of plan I would suggest they check out first of all. And they contact VHI, they'll go through all the details of that scheme with them, but it's a really good
3: plan. Our first child will be two in May. We've never had health insurance, but would at this stage like to take out a policy? We're in our early 30s and in good health. Which company is best? And money-wise, what should we be looking to spend?
0: Now, what I would advise anybody who's thinking of joining, um, Jerry, they're better off looking at, at a decent mid-level plan. And, and the reason why I say that is, look, if you end up in a public hospital, for anything. Um, It is, you'll be charged 80 euro per night, up to 800 euro per person in any one year. And that applies to children over six weeks of age as well. So everybody, unless you have a medical card, technically is on the hook for 800 euro in our public system. So my logic is, well look, Spend eight hundred and a little bit more, now you can get cover for the public and the private hospitals. So like, you know, the the Hermitage in Lucan, the Beacon Hospital on the South Side, the Bon Secours, the Sports Clinic. So the kind of plan I'd advise this person to check out, so VHI have a very good mid range plan which is called the One Plan two fifty. These plans are all in around nine hundred, nine fifty to a thousand per adult, about two hundred per child. Um, Leia have a plan called the Signify scheme, which is very good. It's 961. And Irish Life have the benefit plan, which is very good for an adult. And it's just it's 1,037 euro. I would encourage anybody thinking of joining to check out those mid-level plans because you're covered in every public hospital. You also have access to every private hospital. Um, And they're just good schemes that, you know, God forbid, if you fall ill, those schemes work um, so I would suggest they start there. Those plans will cost the child about 200 to 240 euro. Uh, another question, Jerry, by the way, which crops up regularly is whether you need to insure children. Um, and look, the answer we would always say is absolutely, because children go on waiting lists just like adults. Okay, people don't realise that they do. Secondly, children are charged that 80 euro per night in a public hospital just like adults, and really for children it's not about the accommodation, it's not about private versus semi-private, it's about access. If your child needs an urgent tonsillectomy or an urgent colonoscopy, you don't want to be on a waiting list for three to six months. Um, And that's where health insurance comes in. It means you just get in more quickly and and whether people like it or not, and I know, you know, people will argue there's there's an inequality there, but that is the system that we have in this country and that's the system we're going to have for the foreseeable future. And the only way around that is either to have, you know, a large bank balance or to take a private cover. Um, so I would suggest they start with those three plans first of all.
3: Okay, quickly, because uh, I'll get one more in. I have more questions, but we'll come back to you, Dermot, if you don't mind on another day. But let's uh, let's take this one. We had health insurance for a number of years, but simply couldn't afford it during the crash. Thankfully, we had no major emergencies. But now I'd like to get insurance again. We're in our mid 40s with one child of 16. Is that a runner, you know, a big gap, say, from the crash till now? Will they be accepted back?
0: Absolutely. First of all, everybody has to be taken on regardless of their age, so there's no issue there. Anybody joining who's over 34, the insurance companies will apply a small age loading for every year over 34, but you will get credit for previous membership. So if if I'm 44, that means I have a 10-year loading, but if I had previous cover for 10 years, that wipes out the loading completely. Uh, The three best plans I would suggest this person looks at, and just once again by their age, that company plan plus level 1.3 with VHI is very good, But equally good, the Inspire scheme with Leia and also the 4D Health 1 scheme with Irish Life Health. So the Inspire scheme with Leia gives you money back on routine expenses. It's 1165. And that 4D Health 1 scheme with Irish Life is 1174. These are all really good schemes. So, you know, what I'd say, and I know I'm trying to plan names there now, Jerry, and hopefully people will have have grasped, grasped some of these. The key thing is there's plans to suit everybody and, and don't be afraid to phone up the insurance company, tell them what you need, tell them which hospitals, you know, and tell them exactly what your specific requirements are and keep them on the phone and ask them everything that's important to you. Because in fairness to them, if you ask them, they will give you the specific answers and the whole idea is to help you make an easy decision. If you get them to send you reams of paper and you try and go through, through it yourself, you'll be right back to square one and that's where it gets really confusing for a lot of people.
3: May I say to listeners as we leave you today, uh, I recommend talking to Dermot Good from TotalHealthCover.ie and it's online there. Log into it, TotalHealthCover.ie and this man knows the phone book when it comes to health insurance policies. Dermot, you've been great as usual and we'll be talking... Thank you indeed. Take care of yourself. Take care. Bye, bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Dermot Good there from Total Health Cover. Dr. Jerry, my favourite thing to do is to find a quiet time on my own. And in my mind's eye, I go home. I visualise opening the front door. I can smell dinner cooking. I stroll in, remembering all the rooms. And then I go to the kitchen and there they are. My lovely mam and dad sitting at the table, having a cup of tea. I hug them and say how much I love them and how I miss them every day. And they hug me back. What a feeling that is. I open my eyes and I thank God for the beautiful memories I have of them. That is beautiful, Christine. That is just touching. It really is touching. Lovely. Favourite things. There's another one there. Jerry, my favourite thing to do is to go out in the morning to my garden and feed the birds. I have a bird table, I have some feeders, and I top them up daily. I then go back in, sit into my conservatory and watch them. And I'm just so happy. Isn't that lovely as well? Isn't it just beautiful? Jerry, talk about favorite things. This time of the year is my favorite because I see them. Yes, the daffodils are peeping up and I have some planted in some lovely containers outside my front door. And I just see them peeping yesterday. Ah, lovely. Lifts me every single time. Keep them coming to me. Your favourite things, the things that lift your spirits. On this supposedly dullest, most difficult day of the year. I don't believe it. There are difficult days here and there in the year. But who comes up with this? Romish, Because Romish, it certainly is. We'll do our best to lift your spirits on late lunch. I promise you. What about, think about, <laughs> think about these two fellas. There's two guys who, you know, Bitcoin, I'm sure you've heard of Bitcoin. It's valuable, really valuable. They think it'll become more valuable than gold. Well, there's one guy who acquired Bitcoin a few years ago, but forgot his password to get back in to retrieve them. He has 10 goals. He's on go number eight at the moment, and he has two opportunities left. If he doesn't get it, they're gone forever. And the other fellow, I think this was in the UK, he had Bitcoin on a hard drive on his computer. Huge value Bitcoin, it turns out now. Dumped it a few years ago and was taken to landfill. And he's trying to get the local council to go into the, let him go into the landfill and open up the area where he believes the hard drive might be. I think they have a bit of a map. They can sort of say it may be here, but they've turned them down flatly at the minute. And he's willing to pay them a huge sum of money because of the value in the Bitcoin on the computer. Just shows you. I'm part of the chuck away. Clear out. Declutter. At times it doesn't pay and those uh, little stories, the salutary lessons in them, that's for sure. Still to come on Late Lunch this afternoon, We're going to hear what Ireland's most famous farmer, Darren McCullough, what are his favourite things? But I'll tell you, Elm Grove Farm, they've just made the loveliest uh, gesture with their spring flowers. We're going to hear about that shortly on the show. Paddy Coles with us a little bit later on. My featured artists of the week are the carpenters. Brilliant. But talking about brilliance, this man is just something else. It's the wonderful Ed Sheeran and Castle on the Hill. Enjoy, enjoy. Darren McCullough, good afternoon
4: Good afternoon, Gerry I feel like I'm in the earth or something like that
3: <laughs> Well, we thought you might feel you were like on a beach near Gormanstown last summer
4: <laughs> boom, boom, yes, Park Central down here, yeah I'll put you on the guest list for next one, Jerry. <laughs> Thanks,
3: Dara You needn't bother, I don't think it's my scene, to be honest with you I'll go for a walk through the fields and have a look at the spuds and the crops and everything like that yeah. But you can leave that to some others, Dara <laughs> right. Welcome All to right. the show, welcome
4: Always a pleasure, Jerry.
3: Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Yes, we're having a bit of fun this Monday. God, I'll tell you, you got some land, didn't you, when that actually happened last year, just to go back to it for a moment.
4: Yeah, I suppose for the people who may have missed it, um, uh, we were literally on the last field of the last day of our cereal harvest. And uh, it's a tricky field for us to access. Um, It's right uh, out on the coastline we have to cross over a railway line to get access to it. And as the combines have got bigger and bigger over the years, they won't actually fit over those little narrow uh, railway bridges anymore. So what we have to do is we have to wait for, number one, for the crop to be ready. Number two, for a a nice dry day. Then we have to wait for a a low tide. And then we have to get the the combines right. The combines down to the beach, across a river and around this headland and up into this field. So the planets all have to align themselves before we get near this field. That's why we always leave to the last day. Uh, uh, and we're kind of running on fumes at this stage. to would be knackered. It's a bit like the end of a marathon. You know, you kind of go on a mm. full throttle for the previous couple of weeks or months last day here we go and landed up to the gate of the field and who did I meet only a couple of lads uh, uh, drinking beer and having a smoke and I said what are these lads doing here as soon as they caught sight of me they did about turn and headed up across the field and there's an old ruin in the middle of the field a a stunning location but uh, obviously word it got out because when I got up to the brow of the hill following the lads up I realised there was hundreds of people having a bloody full-on rave um, in the in the room. And this was at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning, so obviously it's gone on all night long. And uh, I got the fright frighten my life. I mean, it was literally like, you know, there was cars there, they had tables, they had decks, they had speakers, the, the full works, the full Monty. And here was me trying to <laughs> carve <cast> up me <laughs> last and me flipping winter beans. <laughs> so, um, in fairness, and I've said this every time anyone's ever asked me, uh, it was a bunch of Brazilians, and when I asked them to leave, lo and behold, they left. And there was no guff, there was no abuse, and best of all, they tied up after them. So, yes, it was an illegal rave. Yes, it was in the middle of COVID. Yes, it was. I, I gave me the shock of my life. But I have to be thankful for small mercies, Jerry. If it had been a bunch, it was actually the same weekend that the parties were happening in the Oliver Bond flats up in Dublin. And I can tell you, if it had been any of that gang, I would have got a box in the side of my head and sent packing. Um, So I I was glad that, uh, you know, they were amenable to uh, allow me to harvest my crop.
3: Ah, that's good to hear that they actually just moved on and there was no other uh, fractious uh, matters right. around it. Listen, let's talk about you and this lovely gesture that I spotted in recent days and I wanted to talk to you about. Of course, Uh flowers. Dara, we're talking about our favourite things today on the show and flowers are so many people's favourite things, especially the spring flowers, the daffodils and tulips. Now, Elm Grove Farm, we know you produce, but well, you will tell us in a minute how many you produce, but... You came up with this idea to help the Irish Cancer Society. Tell us.
4: Yeah, well, uh, we grow daftils and we grow them by the million. We've 80 acres of daftels. That's a lot of daftils. um And we've literally started, we, we start picking them uh, from basically now until almost to Easter. And um, because we grow daftels on such a scale, um, We've always worked with Irish Cancer for their disaster Day fundraiser so we, what we would do is we would uh, pick DAFTAs, a little bunch of fives give them to the volunteers at cost and the vo- volunteers would then sell them on and the proceeds then uh, would go to Irish Cancer Society and we were delighted to be able to uh, do it and you know it was our little, it was only a small uh, thing that we did you know um, but we loved being involved with that and it was a great, you know we always got a real feel good factor out of it and of course it raised a lot of money for Irish Cancer but like every other charity out there Jerry they've been struggling they've been on the ropes because all their fundraisers have basically been put on ice um, when Covid first hit last year it was right before it was literally days before their Daff the Day so that was all scrapped and um, this year the exact same thing is going to happen so rather than let another Daff of the Day slide by and uh, let that relationship kind of wither on the vine if you like Uh, We had just started um, producing, you know, picking our daftos there in the last few weeks and we also have our tulips, our Irish tulips, coming on stream and we were putting these bouquets out online. We sell them online and we said, why don't we give 10% of it to Irish Cancer? So we put up the line live online uh, there in the last week or so and we've had a phenomenal response. We've literally sold hundreds of bouquets. So we're pretty confident that we are going to be handing over a cheque for thousands of euros to the Irish Cancer Society and I, I have to say a big uh, heartfelt thank you to all the people out there who've um, put their money where they're is so far.
3: Well done. It's a great idea and it is a lovely gesture and it is a time when charities they're to the pin of their collar to keep the show on the road and we know the wonderful work that the Irish Cancer Society does. Your flowers are beautiful and you'll deliver to anywhere in the country from Ie.
4: Yeah, this is a kind of a thing that again came out of COVID, Jerry, uh, last, um, uh, end of March, we were staring at tunnels bursting with tulips and all kinds of lovely blooms, and we'd nowhere to go with them because all the flowers were shut down and the country was in the first of its lockdowns. Remember those days when we were told it was only going to be yes. for two or three weeks? So, um, we, uh, you know, uh, necessity being the mother of all invention, our backs were the wall. We said, What are we going to do here? We turned around and we put up a website over the space of a long weekend. We started selling flowers online. And the rest, as they say, is history, Jerry. because we've been selling flowers, Irish flowers, online literally every week since that date. And, uh, you know, in, in actual fact, it's turned, it's developed into another business for us.
3: Terrific, and you've had to uh, move and shake like uh, most of us have to continue with our businesses at this time. Anybody who can, and well done to you. ie is the website. The flowers are there. It is a wonderful time of the year, Dara. Like, you know, you talk about uh, favourite things. I love this time of the year, and I'm sure you do too, when uh, life begins again and the year turns around. You can see the light extending in the daytime, but you're well underway, as you mentioned there. You know, and it is early. It's only mid-January, just beyond be honest at the moment you're flying your flowers are on the way
4: yeah so we're i literally had uh 10 fellas out in the field this morning and um, picking away at gastos uh, down there in dunnockarney and um, so right beside the coast if you like and they'll be our earliest varieties in our earliest fields. um and we'll be picking away uh for the next uh 10 weeks or so and yeah, it's great. I mean, you see the little snowdrops just budding up there in the gardens. Um, we've also got our tulips coming on. We can see in our tunnels the alliums and the freesia starting to come on. Um, and we're literally uh, buying in seed and bulbs at the moment. So we're starting to plant them up again. And the whole cycle goes again. And, you know, partly you'd be kind of laughing when somebody says, Yeah, oh, it's a bit of a stretch coming to even. <laughs> and you're kind of thinking, yeah, OK, hang on a second. Like we're still in the middle of January. But it is true. And we all need something to look for. Don't we? Uh, Yes. Especially at the moment. So I think um, this is maybe Mother Nature's way uh, of kind of encouraging us to hang in there. You know, when she does drop in those little splashes of colour into the countryside and it reminds us that there, there are better and brighter times ahead.
3: So that is, and I I, I know you uh, going back now, your passion for what you do, your love of nature, the land, everything you're involved in, that is one of your favourite things. That's what sustains you. You know, we were talking today about, mm-hmm. you know, times are tough for people. and But when you can imagine and think of things, you get a lift. And that's that would be your primary one.
4: Yeah, and I suppose I'm lucky to be a farmer. I mean, there's plenty of times I'd be cursing the fact that I'm a farmer, Jerry. but look, (laughs) uh, when you take it out in the round, nature, and it was the same during the first lockdown, nature didn't switch off because the country was in lockdown. And the cycle continues. And so, you know, animals um, are still calving, starting to calve down again this uh, spring uh, on the dairy there uh, with my neighbour. The cows will be starting to calve. Uh, the sheep, the yoles will be starting to lamb now soon enough. When the land dries out, we'll be out with the ploughs, we'll be turning the sod, we'll be getting the seed into the ground. And that cycle, there's that impetus that you have to get out of the bed every morning because nature isn't going to wait for you and she's out there, she's doing her thing, the planet continues to turn, the cycles continue to turn and that's a great thing, we all need that little bit of a a push don't we especially at this time of the year I know that for me I always need a little bit of pressure to get me out of the bed in the morning Um, and uh, nature is a great way of keeping, keeping the skids under me so to speak
3: it certainly is and uh, congratulations is it series 28 uh, of uh, Ear to the Ground and I was watching you last week the Massey Ferguson Masseys are classies Zethers are better more room and plenty of Zoom don't believe it anyway Miles O'Reilly great fellow with yeah. his classic Masseys brilliant Adara brilliant
4: two, two great uh, County Loud uh, characters yeah. Jerry King of course who would be also yes. very well known in farming and Circus and he was sporting the, the maddest looking haircut it's worth having to look back on RT Player if for no other reason to see Jerry King's haircut because of course the man has been in lockdown in isolation so he hasn't been at a bar for 12 months and you know I often, we often hear the women out there going on about their roots and this that and the other and they haven't been at the hairdresser oh my god Jerry was, he, he looked like the last of the Mohicans and he literally had a tie tied around his head so he looked like a kind of a cross between you know Father Christmas and Rambo. Um, And there he was, waxing lyrical about his uh, vintage tractor collection. I mean, it was classic telly.
3: It was brilliant. I so enjoyed it. Now, just before I let you away to uh, tending to Mother Nature, just an observation, Dara. Um, You know, these are not easy times with the pandemic and, of course, with Brexit kicking in. And I'm sure many listening today have been to their supermarket doing their weekly shop, and they've noticed a lot of shortages, especially uh, in the fresh fruit and vegetable type of area. Is there an opportunity now there, big opportunity, for Irish growers to step in?
4: Yes. Yeah in a word, uh, and I'll give you one prime example, spuds. It, it, it beggars belief, but we, a, a nation who takes such pride in producing potatoes and, you know, it's a you know, central part of not just our diet, but also our uh, horticulture industry out there, we import, wait for it, over 100,000 tonnes of potatoes here every year. And um, what's even more scandalous is that we import potato seed um, from abroad in here, despite the phytosanitary, the the disease risk that comes with that. The reason we've done that is because the potato growers over in the UK were larger, they produce it cheaper, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, um, that trade is uh, either stopped or about to stop um over the coming months and so it's just one example it, you know it, it, you don't have to go back that far only about 20 25 years ago we had a thriving sea potato business up in uh, the northwest of the country up in Donegal which was a uh, uh, one of those Again, just by virtue of its location and Mother Nature, those westerly winds coming in off the Atlantic, it was a disease free corner of the country. They could produce this wonderful um, potato seed, and that was what was the nucleus for the potato crop that was planted here every year for decades. And that just literally died on its feet over the years because bigger, cheaper uh, British uh, suppliers were able to muscle in on the market. And it it was a crying shame. So, um, yes, to answer your question, go back to your question, there are opportunities like that. Um, And and we we don't realise, like, we heard lots of statistics and news reports about the billions, I think it could be up on 5 billion euros worth of food exports that Ireland sent over to the UK, but we also bring in uh, almost an equivalent uh, volume, and that's in the form of uh, very often processed foods, so, so, you know, your ready meals, your sandwiches, um, little things like wraps, um, bread, um, all of this kind of stuff, bracts being brought in from the UK. So there's a huge opportunity there for the Irish food sector and for Great. the Irish agriculture sector and it's just there waiting for, to be taken.
3: Let's act on it and do it. Elemgrovefarm.ie Dara, we'll talk to you soon. Just reminding you again of the summer of 2020. <laughs>
4: <laughs> See you Dara, Go thanks a million. Team. Take
3: care. <laughs> Dave Robinson, formerly of Rat Begging Lakes, is on the line with a good news story on this Monday. Hello, Dave. Dave, great to talk to you again. Welcome to the show. Tell us the story of Helga the Jeep.
1: Helga, Helga, I've got to talk to you about Helga. Well, Helga is a Land Rover Defender, and she's—I've had her for about seven or eight years. And you know, you were talking earlier on in the program about you know things that mean something to you and things that you remember. Well, she brought me to places that I remembered. She's an expedition Land Rover. With a lovely big roof rack and a roof tent. And last Saturday morning, I walked out to feed the hens, and here she was gone, out through the fence and away, stolen in the night. So obviously, I was distraught. This is, you know, myself and Mary have been all around Spain and Portugal in it, tremendous times, met new friends, met up with old friends, fantastic times. And this was the physical memory of that, you see. So I was wondering, I said, what will I do? So I'm a member of a few different Land Rover clubs, and these are Facebook clubs, and these are all lads who have these vehicles. They're very unique vehicles. Each one has a, it can be uh, adjusted to suit the owner's taste, as fellow says. And uh, mine was particularly rugged looking, and it looks fairly fit, you see. And this is why she got the name Helga, because she reminded me of a Swedish. Uh, the triathlete lady who was a, a very square-jawed lady and would take on any incline <laughs> in any gear. But um, that, that's where the name came from. But anyway, here she was, gone. So the first people I contacted obviously were the Gardaí and uh, they weren't long now in coming down. And in the meantime, I started to... I found a really good photograph of her and I, I decided i just post it up on a couple, couple of the Land Rover groups just in case any of the boys spotted her driving around the country. And then another friend of mine, I shared it with him, and he shared it with a trucker group that he's in. And the next thing, uh, it was shared on a a motorhome group that I'm a member of. Then it's on a big camping group. And by lunchtime, two of my mates in the Canaries had got it. So it got enormously huge. By the time uh, we got to Saturday evening, it had been shared by people uh, 11,000 times. Remarkable. Remarkable. And it worked. And it worked. It seems to have worked. I was told by the guard that it had been located seemingly undamaged, but it was going to be helping the police with their inquiries for a few days. And so, oh, oh I'm happy now that she's back. It's great. But I'm just so amazed by the response of people on Facebook. And you see, we're hearing all the time about the, the, the cranky comments and the, the deniers and all this. And we only hear bad stuff about this. This is an extremely good example of how we're just really a giant neighbourhood watch if we do it right, you know.
3: Yes, and it's it's the positive side of social media which we wanted to highlight today. You also have Hermione and Hilda. That's the stories for another day. But here's the thing I want to tell our listeners. Is this true? I ask you a question before we finish, Dave Robinson. You haven't boarded an aircraft in, what, 24 Uh, 24, years, is it?
1: 24 years, yeah. I got, uh, got fed up with it there a while ago. And this is why Helga became so important to me, because if I wanted sunshine, I had to drive to it. And we'd uh, head off down through France and Spain. Great times. Camping in a roof tent. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm and I'm sixty. Well, anyway, there you, go. <laughs> there
3: you are. There they are. The things. They are the things. The things that you think of on these days well, when you can't go to Spain or that as well. But they bring back fond is. memories, and, and you will be I, there again, Dave.
1: Uh, we will, we will, and I will say that to everybody. If you spend a moment tonight thinking of your favourite holiday, I guarantee you, when you finish thinking about it, you'll feel an awful lot better. And I really wish people the best. We'll get through this. We will be on holidays again. And thank you to everyone that shared on Facebook and shared it. And by the time, well, I sent a message to say to share the fact that she was found and that's brought the shares up to 13,000.
3: Terrific, phenomenal. terrific. Great news story on this Thank Monday you. to lift the spirits. Thank you for joining me, Dave.
1: Thanks, Bye Bye.
3: Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. The wonderful Dave Robinson there. He got her back. Helga is his again. We're heading to Newsweather and Sport at three. And after three, it's my featured artist of the week, the Carpenters, and we'll be checking in with the wonderful Paddy Cole. Staying with Sport, don't forget that you can listen to live commentary of many of the Premier League matches which take place on Saturdays on the LMFM app or by clicking on to the Listen tab on the LMFM website. This coming weekend, there's only one game on because the FA Cup is on so a lot of games off in the league but there's a a big game an important game for Aston Villa against Newcastle yes vital for Newcastle very important for Villa as well who've been hit with Covid recently Aston Villa Newcastle 8 o'clock next Saturday and uh, you do know that you can get closer to the action with Premier League live with Now TV you only pay for the games that matter to you your sport on your terms with Now TV there's a scam going about I just want to tell you about we were talking to Jill Kirby on the show last week about the uh, new extra charges you have to pay now especially if you're ordering from Britain uh, it's uh, more expensive for sure will the Guardian become aware of a scam where emails and texts are being sent uh, under the guise of various courier companies. Now, if you get these emails, I just want to say to you folks, ignore them. They're looking for payment, customs payment for delivery you're expecting. Don't pay them a shilling. Don't pay them a euro a cent. Don't give them anything. Don't give any payment details and just beware of it. And indeed, some of the uh, messages are even coming through in the Irish vernacular. But that's just a warning to you. You don't pay anybody. Just stay away from it completely. Jerry, eh, uh, the things I love to do is to call to my friends and people that live in our neighborhood. I can't do it now. I miss them a lot, but I think of them, says Claire this afternoon. Jerry, I am one of the people who see the good in every day as every day is a gift that some don't have the pleasure of enjoying. Yes, things are not great, but I know what it's like to grow up different and face the big bad world and be rejected along the way because I was different, but I didn't allow anyone or anything to get to me. Yes, it was hard, but life is a journey and along the way there are twists and turns. It's up to yourself what turn you take, but it's your own journey and don't let anyone else live that journey for you as we all have tremendous talent within ourselves and we either choose to nourish it or live in self-pity. Get up, get dressed and take control every day of your emotions and mind and no one can live your life for you and that comes in. They're lovely words from Maraid this afternoon and she says, Love listening to the show, Jerry. Thanks indeed for reading this. Much appreciated. Thanks, Maraid, for that. Now it's time for my featured artist of the week. And I've decided to shine the light this week on Karen and Richard. Who am I talking about? the Carpenters. Yes, Karen on vocals and played the drums as well and Richard on keyboard and vocals and what a pair they were. They were born in Connecticut in the United States and moved to California. 14 years. They signed with AM Records in 1969 and uh, they performed right up until 1983. 14 years, 10 albums and a raft of hit singles. Three number ones, uh, the singles, five at number two and 10 top tens. 90 million plus sales worldwide making The Carpenters one of the best selling artists of all time and the song I've picked today, yes folks to sing is to bring joy, is to bring happiness it's The Carpenters and sing on your late lunch, yes sing, sing sing a song one of my favourite things to listen to music Sing an old bar to myself, but would probably frighten the crows. But there you go. What harm is it? Belt it out there. It'll do you good. Yes, the wonderful Karen Carpenter there. Hard to believe she was only 33 years of age when she died in 1983. But more about The Carpenters as we move on through the week. That's Sing from The Carpenters, our featured artists on Your Late Lunch this afternoon. Will we have an artist and a half to finish today? He's a great character. I spoke to him late last year on publication of his new book. And uh, he's a bit of crack. He always is. With us next, the wonderful Paddy Cole. I was thinking, who would we have a crack with to finish the show? today and you know something he topped the poll number one in the charts like he's done for years with his music Paddy Cole good afternoon
5: (laughs) How are you Jerry.
3: great to talk to you great to talk to you great to talk to you
5: too some interesting
3: (laughs) it's the bloody (laughs) truth it really is you are top of the pops and have been for decades and did you hear that laugh you know what I just knew to (laughs) listen to that laugh just makes me happy Paddy (laughs)
5: Oh, God, you have me in invul- convulsions <laughs> now already. You know, you're at it. You're at it now. It's-
3: How are you keeping? I wanted to touch base with you to see how's it going. How well, are you getting through this? Give us a few pointers, the, 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 the reasons why you're keeping that laugh going. Well, thanks
5: very much for getting in touch. Great to be on your show, Jerry. I'm great to talk to you. I I always was positive, like, from the first time we heard of this and uh, one of your contributors out we thought it was only going to be for a few weeks. But uh, uh, I always believed in being positive in life. Always try and look at the good point. And now at the moment, it can be very depressing and down on people. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, always. We get a wee bit of a setback now and again. But I always look at it in the positive uh, look, outlook. And uh, I think that's a secret I like, to keep. I, I, I'm a great form, thank God. I go for a wee bit of a donder... I slip out quietly and uh, come back in. Not, not until I wouldn't be running the marathon or anything like that now, Jerry, but I, <laughs> I go out for a wee walk and back in again. And uh, I missed out a bit of golf. I'm not a great golfer, like, but uh, I missed getting out. It was a bit of exercise as well. And yeah. uh, this time last year or before it, like when the tsunami came in, um, I put a little bit of a poem together. And if you have time, I'll just give it to you now because it's relevant yes. today. It's relevant as well. I just yeah. put this together now last year. Strange times that we live in, not advised to go out, not for paper or coffee or the black pint of stout. So we sit in the garden and think of what we miss, a walk by the sea or our grandchildren's kiss. We miss meeting old friends, talk of times gone by when we'd solve the world's problems and maybe tell the odd lie. To jump in the car and head to the banner, golf in the hinge and a swim in the scanner. To go to rehearsal, to learn a new tune, but now I stay home and I learn to cocoon. But soon this will be over and for that we can't wait. We'll be up, dressed and ready and forced out the gate. In the meantime, be patient, be positive, be brave and think of the rules and the lives we can save. That was just something that summed up what I felt about the situation. I suppose it's a little, a little bit relevant now as well, Jerry. you know. But um, I think, generally speaking, people would love to see it over, needless to say, but yeah. we just have to uh, have a good outlook. And uh, people like yourself on radio keep people's spirits up. And uh, that, that's important, too. People love radio at the moment. And uh, it's important, too, like that you're communicating with them there every day and keeping their spirits up. And that's very important for people, I think, also.
3: I know, Paddy, it certainly is. But let me go back to that lovely verse. Wait till I tell you something. That's just beautiful. I I just hung on every word you wrote there. And, you know, the theme of late lunch today is favourite things. And you... Have them all in that little verse there, those favourite things that you think of uh, and inspire you. Paddy, hold on a minute. King of the swingers, come on, King of the Poets. I have the next book <laughs> ready now. Come on, get writing, get uh, that poetry book done.
5: I know what you're thinking, he is a hard neck. I know no. you're thinking he is a hard neck. No uh, <laughs> I think Gerry, uh, Jerry, the poet laureate wouldn't have any worries. But <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it was my little way of contributing, and it's a funny thing about it. On a serious note, loads of people when when that was published last year did the rounds. Uh, Pat charity that played in the band with me, his wife—it was sent to her from Australia, believe it or not. Somebody got it in Australia and was doing the rounds on Facebook and all these sort of mediums. But um, it's uh, nowadays with the with the different uh, on-screening, screening, and all that sort of stuff and streaming. Uh, things are going out all over the world. You know what I mean, and it's it's mm. very strange. But uh, I no, it was just the way I felt at the time. And uh, the loads of people that ran nursing homes put on to me, and they'd say, "Paddy, would you do a little video of that poem that you wrote?" And I did dozens of little videos for different nursing homes and that, and they used to put it on for the people there and that and. I got a little satisfaction out of that. Now, I'm not getting carried away with myself. I won't be writing uh, books of poetry and like that, Jerry. You know, but uh,
3: I'd be. <laughs> Paddy, Paddy, there's a talent there. You see, look at you. You're a lyricist anyway. All your life, you you through your music, you you have just wo- woven your magic for years and years, and it comes out in that little piece there. Hey, listen, don't knock it. There's something there. I see something. <laughs> I tell you that. I, I, I'm not joking you. Uh, anyway, oh, I I'm on it. Go at it again. Go at it again. There's more there. There's a deeper well. I actually know it. Anyway, look, you're doing well. You're keeping your best, the right side out. And Paddy, the thing is, oh, I was just looking, I better not say this. Uh, Did you get the jab? You'll be very soon to get it, will you?
5: Oh, I'll tell you something. I got on, and this will be amusing for your listeners, I got on to my GP's office, and it's an Australian girl, Emily, that's in the office there. And that was uh, last Monday, what day is the day? Today's Monday, this say two weeks. Yes. And I said, I'll get in force now for the job, And um, so I said to her, Emily, I'm just wondering, I was now, I was chancing my arm. I'm just wondering where I am on the list for the in the injection. And she couldn't control herself laughing. She started to laugh. Oh, and I, I said, that doesn't sound very promising now, Emily. And uh, <laughs> do you want me to ring you? next September or something, you know. <gasps> but uh, I was in the chemist the other day where I go and the girl from Belfast that runs it here in Dublin beside me. And people were asking her about, because uh, they soon will be doing the injections in, in pharmacies and things as well, I believe. Yes. I didn't know that till that day, Jerry. But yeah. um, I just uh, disclosed the fact that um, I was 81 and uh, if you like, in my 82nd year, and I said there was so one fella but the, a fella called Julian Vignols, you might remember him he worked on RTE and he's retired now, but he's only a garrison, you know, compared to me. And uh, he was up putting his name in to get the job and I shouted back up, I would qualify before him now, you know, name. And Julian <laughs> the face on him would stop o'clock, then you know, you say but <laughs> so better." <crazy. laughs>
3: You see, they got the, I know what it is with you. You see, everybody looks at you and says, that man is the fountain of youth. So they reversed the digits. It's the one in front of the eight, you see. And that's why you're way down the queue. I understand it. I understand it. Anyway, listen, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I wish you well, Paddy.
5: And the same to you, Gerry. Thanks again for having me on. And take care Thanks indeed.
3: God bless you. Paddy Bye-bye. Cole Bye-bye. there, Bye-bye. finishing Bye. late lunch today. Goodbye. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we have great stories for you. Two young women, Margaret Madden, you know. She'll be with us tomorrow to tell her story about giving birth at a very young age. And Sue Masterson is with us as well. Another great story, I promise you. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Eddie's next with The Drive. we leave you in the company of Paddy Cole and King of the Swingers. See you tomorrow
0: the late lunch with Blackstone Motors Drahedon Dock and Cavan our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe sales are click and deliver only through our website blackstonemotors.ie stay safe from Blackstone Motors Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads
1: and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: It's that time of the year.
0: Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax,
1: and think about
0: work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,